Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be discussing strategy as it relates to the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, many of you might have caught my live stream on the annual Southern Baptist Convention of 2023. I had a lot to say about that at the time, but now I'm going to talk about SBC 24 and how Southern Baptists can move forward to save their convention, to save the cooperative fellowship that has got, you know, existed for over a hundred years and has already been saved once way before I was born. So it's in danger again. It's potentially worse than it was in the early 80s, late 70s. And we're going to discuss how they can save the SBC or what really is their only option to save the SBC and it's not a it's not a good option and the option is Al Mueller. I can't believe that I'm the one articulating this point, but it does seem to be where the pieces are lying and moving towards. You definitely see Al Mueller making inroads towards Christians in the Southern Baptist Convention while the Christians and the conservatives and all that, they don't have any leaders. They are rudderless. They are not really in control of the movement, specifically as it relates to the Mike Law Amendment and the other tangible policy outcomes that they need to drive. They're not really in the driver's seat. So we're going to discuss why Al Mueller might be who they should nominate in 2024 and whether the Mueller gambit is worth pursuing and I'm going to say, yes, it is, because there's not really a better option on the table. I'm not making up this strategy. I'm just observing that this seems to be the natural course of action among conservatives in the Southern Baptist Convention. So we're going to talk about that. But first, I wanted to know Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. Part of our news gathering did involve live streaming the Southern Baptist Convention. And providing, you know, color commentary on that. So that was part of it. But otherwise, we cover topics, not just Southern Baptist, but all over the place in evangelicalism. So you, the least you can do is like this video and subscribe to this channel, to this podcast, if you are new. But, you know, if you want to do more, we have a Patreon-like system that we built and you can support us there. And now let's turn our attention to this article that I wrote and have not published yet. I'll publish it when I publish this video. Uh, can Al Mohler save the SBC? So this is not the article or video podcast that I want to make or write. As someone who is not Southern Baptist, I did grow up Southern Baptist. So I was baptized by a Southern Baptist church, and I remain Baptist to this day in my conviction. Uh, I find myself having a more vested interest in saving the Southern Baptist Convention than most Southern Baptists. In the post-game analysis of the annual Southern Baptist Convention, I see true Christians largely leaderless in the fight to save the SBC. Last year, I disavowed the Conservative Baptist Network as a viable voice for Christians to take back the SBC. Now, this is critical uh, to the argument that I'm making is that the CBN sucks. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But I do want to remind you that I did make this take 
in, I believe, August of 2022, I disavowed the CBN. So that, this isn't just me saying now in 2023 that these people don't know what they're doing and they're not really building a game plan to you know save the SBC. Uh, I said that in 2022. In 2023, they really disappointed uh, my already low and diminished expectations. As a result of the convention this year, I only see one viable path for Christians to take back the SBC. It's not an ideal strategy. It's a high-risk strategy that doesn't promise any return on investment. The strategy is Al Mueller. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And next section is called CBN Folly. It stands for Conservative Baptist Network, by the way. I remember speculating on who would be nominated to challenge Bart Barber's re-election bid. One of the names I mentioned was Al Mueller. So this was an article that I wrote for members only at Evangelical Dark Web. So if you were a uh, Patreon-like subscriber to Evangelical Dark Web, you got to read this article. The name that was not mentioned was Mike Stone. So I was speculating who would be uh, nominated to challenge Bart Barber. I had four names, and I listed them in order of my theoretical betting odds on them. And Mike Stone was not on the list. I did not foresee the tragic, uh, the strategic folly of nominating a man who lost in 2021 and gave the nominating speech to the losing candidate in 2022. Perhaps they viewed Bart Barber as invincible. Therefore, they you know nominated a losing candidate on purpose. But at no point did Mike Stone come close to making a compelling case as to why Bart Barber did not deserve a second term. Thus, the CBN has further tainted their brand with a pitiful performance in the South. Now, it's worth noting, Louisiana is in the South, the Bible Belt. It is a quintessential Bible Belt state. They even have a seminary there, New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, in New Orleans. I think it's in New Orleans. I assume it's actually in New Orleans. But with that said, in the deep South, in the Bible Belt South, they did horribly. So that's worth noting. Uh, they couldn't win in Indianapolis. They couldn't, or not Indianapolis. We'll talk about Indianapolis. They couldn't win in Anaheim. They couldn't win in Nashville. And then they got, you know, just absolutely curb stomped like Edward Norton in, you know, in, in American history X, they just bit the curb and in 2023. So absolutely poor performance by Mike Stone. One of my predictions for SBC 23 was that Bart Barber would crush his re-election bid, and he absolutely did that on the first ballot. Obviously, there's only two people, but still, uh, I didn't think there would be a runoff regardless. So the CBN has tainted the brand yet again. I think the the you know each year they just get worse and worse as a brand goes because they aren't articulating the case. They aren't making the case that there's a liberal drift in the SBC. They come across as a power grab move. So, with that said, uh, the case for Al Mohler. The case for Al Mohler is not built on his ability to save the SBC, as Al Mohler is a major contributing factor to all that plagues it. The wokeness, the Me Too, uh, 
it you know it's worth noting that I'd like an SBC president that isn't being sued for defamation. That'd be nice, but we can't have nice things. It is, however, built on the idea that an Al Mueller presidency would give conservative the conservatives who elected him a seat at the table and two years of getting some appointments as opposed to zero appointments. Bart Barber created the Abuse Reform Implementation Task Force, and it's unclear who in that task force isn't a liberal. Bart Barber, uh, you know, so Al Mueller represents a jump from, might represent a jump from 0% to 20% when it comes to appointments. If you're thinking this doesn't sound like an appealing strategy, then you're reading me correctly. But there does not appear to be a better alternative. Additionally, an Al Mueller presidency could shift the Overton window in the SBC in a more conservative direction. And I think that's probably the biggest win you can get out of this, is an Overton window shift. Because Bart Barber shifted in a liberal direction because Bart Barber is on the liberal team. That's why he appoints liberals. But nonetheless, uh, Al Mueller could shift it in a conservative direction, even though he's not conservative himself. In 2021, so let's talk about Al Mueller's electability real quick. In 2021, Al Mueller was embarrassed to come in third place in the first round of voting for SBC president. Remember, Al Mueller ran for president. We assumed that Al Mueller was going to be a top two candidate. We thought it was between Al Mueller and Mike Stone, and then Ed Litton just comes out of nowhere with the backing of the North American Mission Board and Danny Aiken and all that. So that was a shock, but that's what happened. However, I noted when pondering candidates, so this is an excerpt from the uh, premium paywall article that I wrote. Al Mueller has made clear inroads with the Conservative Baptist Network, and last year the convention was seated the mic by Bill Askell, Tom's brother, Tom Askell's brother, to defend the SBC against women pastors. So conservatives are appealing to the credibility of Al Mueller. Feminism will be a major issue in 2023, and Al Mueller's track record on this issue is quite consistent. And I mean that in recent history, not overarching history. Uh, His track record against feminism isn't all that good. He's a Me Too guy, but... Understand that on the issue of female pastors, people see Mike or Al Mueller as a rock star on this issue, which is bizarre, bewildering, but nonetheless is true. Electorally speaking, Bart Barber never becomes president if Mike Stone and Al Mueller's voting block was consolidated in 2021. This is a compelling narrative for a formidable candidate. So that's just basic election math. So, indeed, the math of Nashville favors Al Mueller in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. This brings me to a prescient point. Location, location, location. Part of why Al Mueller made a run in 2021 is the proximity to Louisville. It made him more viable of a candidate. Indianapolis is even closer to Louisville than Nashville is. It's almost an hour quicker of a drive, just so we're clear. Meaning Al Mohler can mobilize his people to show up. In a potentially crowded field, Al Mohler already has a considerable voting block 
to vote for him. And the inroads he has made with the CBN would supplant the Mike Stone type of vote from 2021. So, in other words, the math lines up for Al Mueller's reemergence. Ultimately, this move is not about saving the Southern Baptist Convention, as it is about buying time and building a farm system of leaders. So, you know, just like in Major League Baseball, you need, in order to succeed in the majors, you need a minors. You need a farm system. The conservatives, like Dusty Devers, kept appealing to Al Mueller on the convention floor in a desperate attempt to win the room. Although I am not sure they don't realize that Al Mueller is not one of them, they are playing a political game. What I argue is to play the political game as best you can if it's to be played. If you're going to play politics, play politics. Do it right. Here's the thing about me. I am far more of a political junkie than I am a Theobro. I, I just want to be clear about that. I, I could easily be called a Theobro, but I'm far more of a political junkie. I, you know, it's just far more my lane. That's my comfort zone. Uh, I, I don't find reading the early church fathers for fun all that appealing. But the, a lot of Theobros do, but that's just not me. Uh, much more of a political junkie. So, play politics, play it right. The conservatives are leaderless, titleless, and ultimately running out of time. Meanwhile, the liberals are building a deep bench of company men that, sh- that shape the do- denomination for the foreseeable future. This includes Dean and Sarah. This includes Bart Barber, for instance. Uh, he was a third-string pick for president last year when Ed Litton couldn't do it. And then Willie Rice couldn't do it. They had Bart Barber. They had a bench. And then Mike, yeah, so they got Mike Keabone, Dean and Sarah, Brent Leatherwood. They got a deep bench that they're developing of younger talent than a lot of the boomers that we see. So they got a Gen X bench here of liberals. That's bad news, Bears. So, we need a bench. We need a roster. We need a lineup. That's one of the problems conservatives have. Meanwhile, uh, if you are to stay in the Southern Baptist Convention, then fight. Give the bare minimum... That you need to qualify for messengers, the exact number of messengers you want to send, and fight. I commend the conservatives for improving the situation from last year. You know, just to be real, I did not see a situation in which the conservatives could take back the SBC last year at this time. My mind has been changed on this. I see a path forward you know you need the urge to purge and pass this mike law amendment and you execute that urge to purge using the credentials committee and then you change the electorate by getting rid of all the rot and i think god will bless that that's your path forward but you need leaders Personnel is policy. 
Again, that's the political junkie in me talking. Personnel is policy. You need personnel. So this strategy is about getting personnel in the game. Because they got zero personnel currently. So if you can get zero to 20%, that's an improvement. But that's the best choice you have. As opposed to losing and getting nothing. You could win and get 20%. That's the best option you got. And then maybe the next time around, you know, in 2026... Uh, yeah, 2026, you can nominate a viable candidate that's one of you and win. That's the game plan that I'm talking about. It's about buying time and getting some seats at the table in the meantime. Because that's what's not improved over the last two years. They've lost seats at the table. Specifically with the executive committee which is more conservative, or at least was more conservative, than the messengers. So, let me finish. I commend the conservatives for improving the situation from last year. I really do. They did a great, a better job this year. Especially given the Mike Stone candidacy. Because he was a terrible candidate. I said that from the beginning. He was a terrible candidate, and I was proven right about that. So, ultimately, what I'm talking about here is making a difficult decision. A difficult decision needs to be made with regards to strategy, and unfortunately, I don't see a preferable option than to leverage a voting block in order to get concessions from Al Mueller. That's what this is about. If you want to play politics, which is what the CBN has been trying to do, They're trying to act as a political party within the SBC. They're trying to act as the Freedom Caucus of the Southern Baptist Convention. If they want to play politics, play it right. Get some concessions out of it. You need to make gains. They aren't doing that. They're nominating crappy candidates. And it's costing them. It's hurting them. Because each year they lose is means another year it'll take to complete a conservative resurgence 2.0. This will take about 10 years to execute. It takes about 10 years to execute a conservative resurgence in the Southern Baptist Convention. That's how long it took the first time. It's going to take that much more time this year. And you've already lost four conventions. Uh, 2020, 2021, 2022 in 2023 along with the prior years. So you've lost a lot of time. So I'm trying to get conservatives to get some people in positions of power in the SBC. Because this this is where they're headed anyway. They are already rallying behind Al Mohler as a champion for patriarchal male headship in the church. They're rallying behind him for that. I'm just saying go all in on that strategy. Get some concessions, leverage your base, and make a deal with Al Mohler. Al Mohler's a politician. He's a pro. That's why he stayed alive this long in the SBC. He's a pro. Leverage that to your advantage 
as opposed to being played the fool and made to look like chumps against the likes of Al or Bart Barber and Ed Litton. So this is a depressing kind of video, but nonetheless, uh, this is where I'm at with the SBC right now. So that's all I got to say about that for now. Have a blessed day and we will catch you on the next one.